Welcome to Sincerely South. The Sincerely South podcast series is brought to you by the College of Education and Professional Studies at the University of South Alabama. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Gaston, and with me today as co-host is Dr. Matt Hensley. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great. It's good to have you here. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to be a part of my first Sincerely South podcast. Heard a lot of great things about it, and I'm excited to get to be a part of it. Nice. Well, and since you are, this is your first time, uh, how about tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at the university? Yeah, of course. I am an assistant professor of social studies education, and I teach secondary and elementary social studies methods. Um, I'm coming to you from the University of Tennessee, Go Vols, if I'm allowed to say that in the state of Alabama. Careful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, before I uh, did my PhD work, I was a museum educator um, at a natural history museum in Knoxville. And before that, I was a middle school and a high school social studies teacher. I taught high school world history, contemporary issues in government, and I taught eighth grade U.S. history. Nice. Well, it's great to have you with us yeah, here at the university and on the podcast. So. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Our guest today is with the Mobile County Public School System. We have with us Miss Maati Tynetter. Hi, I, I'm really glad to be here, um, and I appreciate you all inviting me, and uh, I'm just excited about this. Well, we really appreciate you uh, being willing to come and, and speak with us today. Well, thank you. Let's, um, let's back up and learn a little bit about your education journey, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, I got my first degree from Kent State University in Kent, Ohio, and then I got the Master's of Education from the University of South Alabama, Go Jags. Go Jags. Um, I am certified to teach um, elementary ed, K through six. I am also certified to teach gifted education, pre-K through 12 and history six through 12. Um, currently, I am teaching eighth grade world history at Denton Magnet School of Technology. And I also teach my elective course of African American history. I have been teaching since 1992. Oh, wow. <laughs> so where, where did you start teaching when you first began? Um, I started teaching at an elementary school in, in Tillman's Corner at W.C. Griggs. And then I stayed in elementary um, with first and third grade um, for the first 12 years. And I prefer middle school a lot better. I felt like in elementary at the time, you are uh, responsible for teaching all of the subject areas. Sure. And I felt like I was thinking in five different directions at the same time. So I found my, um, I like to say, I found my stride with social studies. And so I channeled all of my energy into that. And well, here we are in middle school social studies. So, and I'm, I'm having a blast. I really am. I, I love what I do. I'll have to agree with you. Middle school was my <laughs> favorite grade as well. I thought whenever I got my teaching degree, I was high school government. That mm -hmm. was, that's where I was going to be. Those were my people. And then after I taught for a couple of years at the high school level, I was like, I really want to mm -hmm. move into the middle school because that's where my license, it gets, it, I'm qualified for that. And I absolutely loved it. Eighth graders were my people. Yes. <laughs> I used to refer to them as emotions and tennis shoes. <laughs> and it was, it was great. But I, I agree with you that those were definitely, you know, I connected really well with them. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes, eighth grade, they're, they're, they're great simply because they're like the seniors. They have a couple of middle school years under their belt and they have high school in the distance. So I like eighth grade. 
Yeah, I, uh, coming from someone who used to teach elementary school, I think it takes a special person to teach middle school, to teach middle school, because to me, they're having uh, four uh, children of my own. They're they're kind of crazy in middle school. Yeah, well, I also I would say uh, because we have um, teacher educate, you know, we have students from South Alabama coming over to our school to practice, if you will. And I would tell them, you know, something, you know, you're not playing with all 52 if you go into education. That's first. <laughs> right, you got to right. embrace that, you know. And yes, you are right. And I personally think it takes a special person to do elementary. Ah, I really do. Um, well, that's know. how you know you're in the right place. <laughs> if you're looking across go, the fence going, eh, that's not really what I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. But I'm having fun. So. Well, tell us about... Uh, I know you're you're at Denton, and that's a, mm-hmm. a magnet school that yes. is a, a fairly new yes. magnet school. It's mm-hmm. been around for a few years now as mm-hmm. a magnet school, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And its focus is technology? Yes. The um, platform is technology. We do have um, elective courses in robotics. We do have um, elective courses in, um, you know, computer um, graphic design and, you know, computer design and things of that nature. But that is our um, platform. Um, So if you are looking to go to a magnet school and your child or your baby, whoever is listening to to this, is interested in technology, you know, come check us out. But you still, even though it's a magnet school Mm -hmm. and the focus may be technology, you still get all of the other curriculum. Yes, definitely. It is um, an accelerated curriculum. We do have all of the other um, courses that the other middle schools do offer, but we do teach it at an accelerated pace. So that is the um, focus of the Mac School program. We want our students to be autonomous. We want our students to be, um, you know, ready to be challenged um, academically. So yes, we do offer those as well. Very good. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's get into this elective course that you have <coughs> created. And mm-hmm. am, am I to understand this is the pilot year of yes, the program? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. Um, how that came about, um, usually around February, uh, the typically a lot of schools do black history programs or they do something in black history. And so last year, uh, I focused in on um, black inventors because we were at a school of technology. It just seemed to fit. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I was doing that, and I was hanging up posters and things of that nature, and then it just occurred to me. I had said, you know, our history is too big for one month. And a lot of times when projects and things like that are put out, the focus is usually on athletes and entertainers, and it gives the impression that that is the sum total of the African American experience, which it is not by you know by any stretch of the imagination. And so I felt like a course like this is needed because a lot of students truly do not know of the contributions and the different perspectives um, from the African American community. So I asked my admin at the time can we please pilot this for next year? And I gave my um, reasons for that as in, well, you look at the demographics of Mobile County in terms of the student body, a little over half is of African-American descent. And I think that a course like this is needed, not just for them, but for other students of many different ethnic backgrounds, because 
we don't know. I mean, they just didn't know. So I asked, and here we are. And I went to my um, department chair on the county level to put the numbers in. I don't know how they finagled course numbers and things like that. We were flipping at the time. And so he arranged to add the course, and we're piloting it. So... And it's just being piloted at Denton this year? Um, as far as I know, yes. As far as I know, yes. So I, I feel kind of like, ooh, <laughs> this is the maiden voyage. Let's see how sure. this goes. So, right. yeah, I'm really excited about that. So I was uh, doing a little bit of research. Again, I'm not mm -hmm. from the state of Alabama, and mm -hmm. I wasn't really familiar with uh, the different curriculum strands that are offered K-12. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, digging in through the Alabama Learning Exchange and I noticed that there is not a designed curriculum for mm -hmm. African-American history. Mm -hmm. So this course is completely something that you've designed and curated and developed yourself. Well, um, I did to a certain degree, but like a lot of educators, we look to see what's already out there. Right, Before right. I reinvent right. the exactly. wheel, <laughs> you exactly. see what I'm saying, and so I was able to pull different curriculums at from different other from different um, school systems to see. Well, let's see what we're doing. What is it that I want to do? And so I was able to do that and take those curriculums and kind of tweak it to our particular school system and that's what I'm doing because you know as educators there's no, re no reason to reinvent the wheel Absolutely. if it's already there um just use what is there and you know make it work for you so kind of building off that a little bit more mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit of where your course kind of begins and oh, sure. kind of where your trajectory for that goes because because okay. I kind of I liked what you had said earlier about um you know, typically we see in curriculum when it, we hear about uh, people of color, African-Americans, mm -hmm. it's focusing on contributions such as entertainment mm -hmm. or athletics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's obviously so much more yes. there. And, and looking at different curriculums, and I pulled like the Tennessee African-American uh -huh. history course, and mm -hmm. it starts at, uh, in like the 1600s. And okay. goes up to modern time. I go back a little further. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So and all this you take yes, it away. Tell exactly. Us about it. Yeah. Okay. Because I teach world history. Now that is required. You know, all the eighth they have to pass through me, you know, with the uh, world history. So I take our section that focuses on West Africa. And so it's almost like my kids that see me for world history, they get it twice because uh, that's part of our curriculum in terms of the civilizations that we teach in ancient civilizations. So I go back to civilizations like um, Mali, Ghana, um, Zimbabwe, you know, those type of civilizations, because I want the students to understand that our history doesn't start in 1619. Okay, you know, that we did have, you know, civilizations along West Africa that were thriving and, and, and you know, doing what they do. So I start there. Um, that's first quarter. The set and, and the first quarter ends at the beginnings of the triangular slave trade. Then the second quarter is slavery in the new world, and we stop at the Civil War. Um, and then, now we're in the third quarter. We're in Reconstruction and Jim Crow. And then the third, the, I'm sorry, the fourth quarter, we are at civil rights uh, to the present day. So all of that, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> and, and obviously, I can't hit on everything, but... Um, the main purpose is for my students to get more pieces and parts to the puzzle of this thing that we call American history. And um, we also examine the history and the impact of African-Americans 
um, and their contributions in terms of culture, in terms of economics, politics, and social awareness, and mainly just to empower students with knowledge of self and and of others. Um, so that is my main focus on this particular course. And like I said before, this is the maiden voyage. So I'm seeing what works. I'm seeing what I need to do. I'm seeing what the students are bringing to me because they're bringing the questions, actually. Um, my generation, of course, we didn't have um, internet and <laughs> things of that nature, <laughs> you know. So the kids are seeing stuff. They're exposed to a lot, and they're bringing questions. Why this? Why that? Why, 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 why? And the generation that we're, we're um, teaching now, they're not going to just eat what they sit in front of you. I mean, what we sit in front of them. They're going to ask questions. And we need to be able to, you know, answer them you know, in a, um, in a manner to where they take away correct knowledge. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So could you maybe walk us through what does a typical day in, <laughs> in your class look like? And when you're covering a, a topic, maybe something you did today when you were at school, okay. you maybe walk well, us through. Okay. Well, because we're in the Mardi Gras season, you know, people are in that mode, but Absolutely. typically <laughs> we would start with what I consider a a, a bell ringer and it might be something that we might have learned the day before like for example um we were talking about um w.e.b. du bois and um, booker t washington how they were contemporaries but they had opposing ideas so i might ask them to contrast both men and um pull what you think is best from their ideas you know so they're doing that in the first five minutes during that five minutes i would play a song that's my timer you know a song from I don't know Motown or I don't oh. know Michael Jackson's something you know it depends <laughs> nice. on my mood you know because uh research suggests music stimulates the dendrites Absolutely. So, and it keeps me up too so <laughs> <laughs> you need that coffee can only do so much so really? there that is and then um we might do this thing called hot topics, as in I might put up topics behind me on my smart board and I'm clicking and they would raise their hand and tell me about a topic and I would have to guess almost like charades sort of, but I'm guessing like if the topic behind me is, I don't know, the, um, the underground railroad, they might say something like, this is a secret network of passages that, um, was used for, by, um, enslaved Africans that were trying to get to the North or something like that, you know, so we would do that. And then of course, you know, sometimes I have to be the sage on stage for about 15 minutes. If we're talking about something new, I sure. got to introduce it, you right. know, and talk to them about it. Um, and, but a lot of it is their own research. I'm trying to empower them research, research, research. Don't take my word for it. Check me, go research. And we're a one-to-one -one school. Every student has a computer or Chromebook, excuse me. And so I'm like, you guys have, you literally have information at your fingertips. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. Don't take my word for it. And a lot of times they will bring topics to me. And depending on the topic, I do have to let's just say, keep the car on the road. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um, typically that would cover the whole period because we start talking back and forth about different things. And one of the things, just like in my world history, I want them to link it to what's going on today. Um, good example in world history. I said, there's a reason why we have a three branch government 
we didn't just come up with it. It came from Rome and Greece, you know, and so I'm like, oh, this is why I'm Disney. You know, yes, yeah. there's a method to the madness. You got to <laughs> trust it. So, but that would typically be a day in, you know, in the life of my African-American history class. No, and I love that. And I, I like how you let your students bring topics that they may want to cover. It's almost kind of like you get to pick what you want to learn to some extent, or mm-hmm. there's, like you said, you keep them on the road, but it's giving <laughs> them that sense of investment that they yes. can, you know, explore mm-hmm. something new mm-hmm. that is maybe something that's a connection that they have. Exactly. And I was, you know, we focus a lot about on that in our social studies methods mm-hmm. here at South is trying to challenge our teachers to uh, expand the narrative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we look at any curriculum that is prescribed for teachers to teach, and I always always try to tell them, you know, the curriculum or the standards, they may tell you what to teach, but Mm -hmm. they don't tell you how to teach it. Exactly. So I I love that you, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of let your students come in and almost kind of, you know, have that that role in mm-hmm. what they're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was going to kind of building off of that, sure. like how do you maybe incorporate like primary sources? I know you mentioned there was like research that yes. is involved. So how do you maybe incorporate primary sources uh, with uh, that? Cause you never know what you're going to learn. Exactly. The day. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, I do try to um, do a timeline or source. Like I said before, the first quarter we're doing this, the second quarter we're doing, you know, we're, we're leading up to the present day. I do use um, journal entries. Um, I did have my kids interview their elders, you know, and um, ask them about what was going on in, you know, depending on how old they were, you know, what was going on when you were my age, you know, so we do that. Um, because of COVID, I've tried to stay away from guest speakers for this first year. Now, of course, next year it's on, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I didn't want um, to have to have my speakers go through a certain type of protocol and have to sign waivers and all this other kind of stuff. So because this is the first year, I was kind of staying away from a guest speaker. Um, but that is going to be, you know, on the, uh, on the um, platform next year in terms of that. So we use, um, pictures. I do try to bring in, I have some African artifacts like my, um, masks and thumb pianos or kalimbas, you know, stuff like that. So I do try to incorporate as many primary resources as, you know, as much as possible. So it is a marriage of secondary and primary, you know, but again, I just want them to be able to, you know, research, 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 check it out yourself. And then we can come back and discuss. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll learn a little bit more about this, uh, this pilot program that you have going on. Okay. We'll be right back. At the University of South Alabama's College of Education and Professional Studies, our students and graduates are equipped with the skills, drive, and vision to improve our region and the world. As educators, health and wellness professionals, instructional designers, hospitality forerunners, and leaders, we are catalysts for change, and we are South. We are adventurous. We are leaders. We are competitors. We are supporters. We are mentors. We are educators. We are community builders. We are collaborative educators. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are South. Welcome back. We're here today with Ma'ati Tynetter, 
and she is speaking with us today about the pilot course that she has started of African-American studies at Denton Middle School here in Mobile, Alabama. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned that the students will come in and, and have topics that they, they want to touch on. Mm -hmm. And I know that's really important because mm -hmm. then it, it ties it in and makes it more personal for them and they can make those connections. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about what some of those topics might be. What kinds of things do the <sighs> students want to know about? <laughs> um, like I mentioned before, in history anyway, it is very easy for the car to go off into the ditch. So you have to, you know, make sure that everything, you know, stays within the context of academia. So some of the topics will be um, like the brown paperback test, um, passing as white um, in the in the um, black community, CRT. Right. That's a hot button, you know, um, stereotypes and their impact, the real Harriet Tubman, um, right. <laughs> the Underground Railroad. I mean, they've they've come up with an assortment of topics, and I challenge them, well, what do you already know about this? And again, since it's a one-to-one -one type situation, I tell them, look it up yourself, okay? I already know what it is, you know, but I am in the habit of trying to teach my kids to fish for themselves, you know? And so, like, the topic of... um. CRT, that's a hot button topic. And so I said, well, before we even discuss this, I want you to research it. I want you to look it up and I want you to read some scholarly uh, resources, actually, you know. And they did that. And then they came back to me and said, well, what's the big brouhaha? You're not a law professor, Mr. Netter, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And I said, well, this is my point research it. I don't want you to just take one little blurb and just say, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, oh, it's this, this, that, and the other. No, I need you to research it, and then we can talk about it. Um, so there's that, you know, so they were perfectly clear on, just in case anybody were to ask them, no, that's not what we do, okay? Ms. Tanetter teaches history, what has happened, so there's that. Um, but they come at me with a, an assortment of topics, and some of them I can discuss, others... I'm kind of like, this is not a college-level class, so and you're not grown, so... Um. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm on the camp of push the envelope and, well. and, and discuss... And, 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 and I love that you mentioned uh -huh. that you were even, you know, talking a little bit about CRT. Yes. And, and uh -huh. you know, kudos to you because, uh -huh. you know, I that's something that a lot of my pre-service teachers that are mm -hmm. in the field right now, um, they're very uncertain about, mm -hmm. you know... They want to do it and they know mm -hmm. it's important work, mm -hmm. but they honestly, they just, they don't feel confident in being able to do it. And I don't know, it's, I, I just love to hear that you, mm -hmm. you know, you're making that a teachable moment with your students. Yes, exactly. And I tell them, well, the thing about that particular topic is this, um, first and foremost, know what it is you know, research it and make sure that you understand what it is. And then I question them in terms of like, well, has there been anything on paper that has marginalized groups of people based off of color or race? And, you know, of course, they're thinking dendrites are growing, dendrites are growing. And then I'm like, okay, let me help you out. Act 44 in the Alabama State Legislature in 1834. Look it up look it up, <laughs> you know, and they did. And it turns out they're like, what? 
Yes. In 1834, this was after Nat Turner and Denmark VC had their insurrection up in Virginia. Of course, the slave owners were scared. And so this was put into place. Basically, it just said that if you are a freedman in the state of Alabama, you had 30 days to leave or take a master. You know, and of course, they're like, what? I was like, yes, that was on the books. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just encourage them to just look stuff up, look stuff up. Don't just, you know, listen and just take people's word for it. You know, find out for yourself, not just for my class, but, you know, anything, really. So with your with your course, I'm also kind of interested um, to know how do you incorporate or do you incorporate local history into your course i and the reason i asked that is i just watched the national geographic special on the clotilda yeah and Mm -hmm. my wife actually works for a group um where she's able to go into the the delta and and actually get on Mm -hmm. boats and and Mm -hmm. and we were watching the scuba diver you know as he was going down in and and Uh finding it and after she first said you know uh, oh there's alligators in that water (laughs) (laughs) after we got over that you know she was you know it was just so fascinating to hear that story and about those individuals that were brought in here, you know, mm-hmm. illegally, and mm-hmm. how the bur- the boat the boat was burned, and yes. the whole story, yes. and then the leading in the connections to Africa Town. So uh-huh. I don't know. Do you incorporate any of that? Yes, of local I do history? try to incorporate you know stuff that happens locally, like what I had mentioned before in terms of like um, the um, slave trade. There's a slave um, um, market on in downtown Mobile. It's where Alabama Power is now, you know, and there's a placard there. So I do incorporate that. I do say, well, what was Mobile doing in this during the Civil War? You know, what was going on here? Um, We do talk about the Clotilde. And I said, you knew, no, that was made on. That was a bet, right? Between two, (laughs) you know. So I try to explain it in a way to where it's not over their head. It was like basically two dudes saying, yo, I bet you this, that, this, that, and the other. No, man, I don't believe you. And, of course, you know, they, they I break it down to them in a way that they do understand. Um, uh, again, because of COVID, uh, I've been kind of gun-shy about a field trip to Africatown or what right. have you because I'm not sure whether or not, mobile, you know, we would be allowed to do that type of thing or what have you. And, of course, this is the first year that I'm doing this, so I'm, I'm just trying to get my feet wet just to make sure that I get my basics first, and right. then I'm going to expand on, you know, field trips and guest speakers and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. this One of the things I like, uh, a lot of things I like about this course, but <laughs> one of the things I like is that you, you were given the freedom to make it a, a full academic year mm-hmm. and not just – because there is so much, there's mm-hmm. so much information mm-hmm. and to have tried to cram that into one semester, I mm-hmm. think would have been really challenging. And the fact that you yes. get to spread that over four quarters seems mm-hmm. like it, it still may not be enough, but at least it gives you a little bit of breathing room. Yes. Right? Yes. And I appreciate that. Um, I don't know, you know, I would love for something like this to expand to high school and maybe even go to elementary, of course, on an elementary level, you know. Um, Now, I know in high school, um, Mobile County usually has their courses in semester blocks. I don't know if this could be split into two parts or, you know, try to cram all that into one semester. I'm not sure, but I am grateful that I am able to use the entirety of the school year to talk about all of this. And even with that, 
I'm still not getting to everything. You can't teach every sure. little thing right. <laughs> in history. You know, you can only, you know, hit the main points. I'm just, I'm, I'm so impressed with your initiative to, to start this. And I, I'm, I'm wondering where it's going to go because I'm thinking that other people are going to see this mm-hmm. as you're creating this pilot mm-hmm. and what that may lead to. What, what would you like to see? Happen? I would love to see this, as I had mentioned before, on all three levels. Um, I would love to see this as possibly uh, a, a core course, you know, in addition to the regular American course, you know, just a supplementary course with this. Um if the only thing that comes out of this course is the is the fact that my students have learned something new, um, the fact that they uh, realize that uh, there is more than just athletics and entertainment and things of that nature, even something as mundane as a doorknob. It was invented by a black man. <laughs> you know, I, I cannot recall his name, but just everyday little things that you just use all the time and you have no idea where their origin is. I think that it's good for African-American students because it gives them like, okay, I see my spot now somewhere in this fabric that we call the United States of America. And it's also good for kids that are um, non-African-American because it, it makes them to understand that it's not just about me. All of us put something into this. You know, um, and if we are pushing for diversity, this is necessary. This is very, very necessary. So I'm hoping that that those particular goals will come about in time in terms of having the students just learn something new and to learn how we got here and where we can go from this point, if that makes any sense. It sure does. (laughs) Have you already had some other teachers um, kind of check in with you about this? I mean, it seems like with what you're doing that there's there's got to be people out there that are watching to see how this yeah, goes. Yeah, they're looking. Um, <laughs> actually, um, uh, my, uh, I was put on Facebook yesterday, so and I didn't know about it until I just happened to look at my phone. And I'm like, oh, Mobile County put me out there. Okay. <laughs> you know, and that's fine. That's fine. And I got some hits from that. But in terms of teachers coming to me to see what's she doing, what's she doing, that kind of thing, that hasn't happened just yet because they're not, I, I guess they're, they're trying to see how this is going to go. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And so that's where that is. And they're like, okay, well, you know, she's crazy enough to do this. Let's, let's, let's see where this is going to go. But um, to answer your question, teachers have not physically come in to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe um, having the opportunity to present mm-hmm. at conferences or something mm-hmm. like that, maybe after the school year where you can introduce the, the pilot and everything uh-huh. that, that you did. That would be something. Um, I, I would need to speak to my um, department chair about that possibility, and, and I would be for it. That would be a very good experience for me. Um, and like I said before, I, um, we teachers borrow from each other. Absolutely. We borrow. Oh, yeah. Especially social work. studies yes. teachers. Right? We make it work. <laughs> we make it, we definitely make it work. Well, and, I, and and speaking, this is a little plug for the National Council for the Social <laughs> Studies here, but they are accepting proposals up until February 28th, I okay, believe. So, okay. you know, I, I love, I love uh, the opportunity to get to share, you know, mm-hmm. just the different teaching ideas. And, and I think that 
what makes your course, you know, unique is that, you know, you let the students have so much say in kind of what they're learning. It's mm-hmm. not this prescribed, you know, standards that you're hitting and there's mm-hmm. this big test to be taken at the end. It's, no, it kind no. of mm-hmm. opens up that learning environment. Yes, to be it more does. Meaningful. Now, the thing about my course is um, I do tell my kids that African-American history is American history. So I do have to go into U.S. history mode to give them a... Um, um, a, a foundation. Right. Like, for example, we are talking about World War One, okay, and the, you know, what's happening on the world stage. And then we loop it back to how um, that impacts um, African Americans, as in they Absolutely. joined the military and, and things of that nature. And we loop that together as in, well, why did um, black men join the military even all the way back to the American Revolution? What was their purpose? What was their thought process? Um, my course does give different perspectives on many different events that we do learn about in um, American history, like the American Revolution. We had black soldiers on both sides mm-hmm. for different reasons, you know. One was like, oh, I'm trying to get my freedom. The British are going to tell me if, we, if the British win, I can get my freedom. On the patriot side, if I fight for the, my country, then it shows that, yes, I can be a citizen too. So... That's one of the um, purposes of my course, just to give a different perspective on the same stuff that you've been learning, you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And kind of building off of that a little bit, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to know, well, what is what does an assessment or an, an, an assignment look like in, <laughs> in this class? Because I know there's no multiple choice going on. Like, I just I just get those no, vibes. it's I, not that. Um, <laughs> gosh. Well, let's see. Because we are a school of technology, I do use platforms like Nearpod and Padlet. Now, Padlet is like an electronic bulletin board. Yeah. Um, Love Padlet. So, yeah. <laughs> so I do use pa- uh, platforms like that. Uh, with Padlet, like, for example, for the third quarter, if I um, ask them about a Venn diagram between W.E.B. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington, make that into a PDF, put it on your Padlet page. Okay. Um, I may ask them to do um, an essay of sorts, you know, I may also ask them to do, you know, uh, um, other comparison charts. I also ask them about certain, um, put yourself in the place of these particular people at this point in history. Last semester, I had them to come up with phrases that, uh, a slave owner might say at the beginning of the civil war. Interesting. Okay, you know, that kind of thing. Put yourself in that place. What are some things he might say? I don't know how this is going to turn out. Am I still going to be able to keep my property? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in the mindset of somebody, uh, of uh, I call it a poor dirt farmer in the South, uh, what do I have to lose? I'm going to go ahead and join the Army. I've got to feed my family. That kind of thing. So, again, different perspectives. Um, And, of course, you know, since this is an African-American course, put yourself in the mindset of an enslaved African during the Civil War. There's nobody on the plantation. This is my chance to go ahead and leave, (laughs) you know, because all the men have gone off to war. There's nobody here. This is my opportunity to go ahead and leave. Uh, If I make it to the Union side, then I have a better chance of perhaps maybe getting my freedom. So... To answer your question, the assessments are not easy, multiple choice where I can just plug it in right. and it grades it for me. It takes a minute for me to look at this. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I, love, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. that. That's one of the things I think is is so powerful about what you're doing because it's not just 
here is a history course mm-hmm. on uh, focused on African American uh, stories and mm-hmm. the, the history there that could could have lent itself yes. to let's watch some videos, let's take some quizzes, let's you know that mm-hmm. you've really got them doing some critical thinking and thinking about things in a different way and and helping them cultivate a sense of empathy mm-hmm. in a way that I. I, I just find amazing. I, th- I think that's kudos to you well, for great. what you do. Thank doing. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I um I feel like I've been waiting for an opportunity like this for a very long time, and here it is. And so I'm I'm embracing it. I'm seizing it, and 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 I hope that it grows into fruition. And I just hope that th- you know this is the beginning of something really really wonderful. Because as I said before, this is needed. This truly is needed. Um, based on the commentary from the students before this course, I'm like, ooh, they really don't know. <laughs> they really don't know. So, but we have fun. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes back to expanding the narrative. You know, it's uh, one of my favorite uh, TED Talks is from Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, mm-hmm. and she's a Nigerian mm-hmm. author, and and she talks about, you know, her experience. And, you know, she came from a well, a well-to-do family mm-hmm. in Nigeria. And when she came to the United States to, mm-hmm. to go to college, her roommate um, automatically had all these assumptions about yes. her mm-hmm. because of her accent was the mm-hmm. first thing that gave her away and that she was not, you know, from the United States. Yes. But, uh, and she says that her roommate asks, well, can I listen to some of your tribal music? And uh, Chimamanda (laughs) was like, she looked very, you know, shocked whenever I pulled out my mixtape of like Mariah Carey. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, I think that it's so powerful, you know, that you are expanding these narratives through this course Mm -hmm. and in going beyond the single story. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I I just love that through your assignments. It's almost like it's embodying, you know, kind of what Chimamanda Ngozi yes. talks about. Yes, I definitely do try to do that. Um, as I had said before, they bring topics to me like stereotypes. And I'm like, you know, the thing about stereotypes, there's a small element of truth. But the thing about it is it's just blown up. And right. we talk about it and we talk about it and we talk about it. And we um, hopefully that they, they leave, you know, with something that they did not have before right. in terms of um, knowledge and things like that. One particular instance at the beginning of the year, as I was explaining the rules of the classroom, because that's what you got to do before you teach anything. That's right. Yeah, got to have some type of protocol, policy, whatever. Set those expectations. Exactly. (laughs) And so I had told them the story about Harriet Tubman, how she carried a gun. Okay. (laughs) You don't hear that in elementary, (laughs) you know. And the reason why is because if you rolled out with her, you were going all the way or she would have dropped you right there. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I don't mean drop as in leave. I mean, you know, right. kill you because her thought process was this. Well, you know, snitches get stitches. Right. If you, I let you go back, <laughs> you can tell on me right. and I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I also for, and I've got an, a mixture of students in my room. I got white, I got black, I got Indian, I got Asian, that kind of thing. And so I do tell the kids with something like, for example, the Underground Railroad, that was a mix of white and black people. But the thing about it is this, you're not going to know the names of everybody. The reason why 
it was secret. They were breaking the law. <laughs> and, you know, you couldn't just publicize, you know, you couldn't just pub that, you know. You could have been a banker that was secretly financing, you know. Um, and but you couldn't publicize that because that was your livelihood, you know. So I do tell them it, it, it was a mix. And I also tell them we're not working in absolutes, as in all black people, blah, blah, blah all whites, blah, 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 all Asians, blah, blah, blah. We're not doing that, you know. We can say some, we can say many, but we're not saying all, so... The way you just described that story, I just want to go sit into your history class. Because I love that. The way you just explain it, it's in it's in you know vernacular that they you know they understand. Yes. And and mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I love that. And you know I, I love history. This is sorry, Joe. This is I'm just, I'm gonna go on a little tangent about history. That's just why I love it because it it gives you an opportunity to cover so much and tell mm-hmm. the. The good, the bad, mm-hmm. the ugly, the mm-hmm. the sweet, the the sour, and and I just it seems like you're you know running with that with this course. Yes, and I hope that you know you know maybe Mobile County or the state of Alabama or someone will you know t- latch onto something like this yes. and develop a curriculum mm-hmm. and and maybe go beyond you know just African American history, but mm-hmm. like you said, maybe an Asian American history mm-hmm. or LGBTQ history mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm because it's just so much uh, Mm -hmm. that we can do with that. Most definitely, most definitely. And what I do tell my kids toward the beginning of the year, there's a reason why we study history, okay? Well, several reasons, but one of them is this. If you go to the doctor for the first time, what is that doctor going to have you do? Well, the nurses, you fill out a bunch of forms, okay? And they ask you about what drugs you're allergic to. They ask you about, have you had any surgery? Are you a smoker? Do you drink? You know, they ask you a battery of questions. The reason why is because they're trying to get your, dare I say it, your history so that they can um, have the best medicine, you know, so that they can um, come up with the best treatment for you. You go to buy a car. What do they do? They pull your payment, dare I say it, history, (laughs) so that they can see how much, uh, you know, is this a good risk or is this a bad risk? What is their payment history like? I mean, history is important because it, it determines on future actions. You're trying to get into South Alabama. Guess what they asked for? A transcript. And what is a transcript? It is a record of your academic history. Right. <laughs> and they but interpret that history exactly. to make a decision. And exactly. that's, that's like the whole purpose of social exactly, studies. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We have to look at your history to see what is your issue, to see what it is that we can, how can we fix things? Because if our goal as Americans is supposed to be forming a more perfect union, we have to look at our history, all of it. We can't water, we got to look at it. We have to look at it. So that's my soapbox thing. So I'm going to step down from it. No, I I love that because it's it's incredibly important. And, you Mm -hmm. know, the whole idea is they're going to look at history and, and, and transferring that, you know, transferring that from just, you know, we're learning about you know, dead people, dates mm-hmm, and names, mm-hmm. but social studies and history, it's a skill. Yes. In this context, we're interpreting these sources mm-hmm. in regard to African-American history. Mm-hmm. But like when you leave here, that translates to the real world when you're mm-hmm. trying to feel or figure out 
the rest of the story. Exactly. So, so exactly. still applying those skills. Exactly. That's awesome. So I'm just giving them more pieces to mm-hmm. this puzzle that we call the United States of America. That's awesome. Land that I love. So. <laughs> well, and I know that the the first year is not over yet. No. But I'm, I'm curious as to the kind of feedback that you're getting so far. Well, actually... Um, Many of my parents um, are thrilled about it, actually. Um, I know that I had one parent in particular to write my principal at the time to say, we are thrilled about my, my son being in your class. We, you know, he comes home and we talk about what you all talked about in class and, you know, we debate and things like that. Um, I had one, um, I call my kids grasshoppers. Um, there's a reason why. <laughs> one of my grasshoppers said, uh, you know, they always, you know, they come, you know, she said, well, we talked about this, that, and the other in class, and they talk about it at dinner, you know, so I guess something in the mix I'm yeah. doing correctly, you know, but uh, this is an aside. Uh, the reason why I call my kids grasshoppers is because when I taught third grade, I read the book James and the Giant Peach to my third graders, right? Oh, I love that book. And <laughs> I, you know, and of course, I, um... Um, in my opinion, the grasshopper was the wisest. Absolutely. And so I put that on them. I expect my grasshoppers to leap toward their goals. And I, you know, and whenever we go and whenever I get ready to dismiss, dismiss them, I say, okay, up grasshoppers, you know, as in leap, you know, leap to your goals. Don't ever, you know, just stagnate. You keep going, you keep leaping. And so my students are grasshoppers, even if they leave me. And that some of my former students are like, I'm always a grasshopper. Mr. Nat is grasshoppers. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, and I think for any teacher, especially at the middle school level, mm-hmm. if you can have kids at home talking about what you did in class, that is a win on every level. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. Mean, talking mm-hmm. about the content, that's, you know, mm-hmm. is, they're taking it with them and Almost right. definitely. They, they found a connection with yes. that. And I think that's so important. Most definitely. I can, I, I could talk about this all day. Uh, one of the con the topics we talked about was the brown paper bag test. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, oh, great. Oh. Okay. Brown paper bag test this after, um, uh, after the uh, slavery was um, abolished, you know, we have our um, emancipation proclamation on the plantation, the um, enslaved Africans were divided by, you know, age, by gender, and sometimes they were divided by the darkness and the lightness of their skin. Now, a lot of times, if an enslaved African was light-complected, it was because the slave master did what they did with the female slaves, and then children were produced, okay? Well, after emancipation, that particular type of um, hierarchy continued on in the black community with the brown paper bag test. And it was in the thought process is this. If you were lighter than a brown paper bag, like a lunch bag, then you could get into certain societies, you know, like um, organizations, social clubs, things like that. If you were darker than a brown paper bag, then you could not. You know, and I explain that to my kids in this class that that's I call it an osis, a psych, you know, something, right. you know, a psyche, a psyche type thing that um, as African-Americans, we need to push to the side. And to a large degree or to a certain degree, it's still in place. 
Right. You know, when they say certain things about hair texture or skin color and things like that, which is why I said, yeah, we need this. We need this. We definitely need this. And so when um, somebody says something that is what is called colorist, they pull out their brown paper bag and they wave. (laughs) (laughs) You're being a colorist, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. And it empowers kids in terms of like, if I have students that are dark complected, they're like, Oh, that's where that came from. You know? And we, I said, now that you know the issue, if you know the issue, then you can try to come up with solutions to solve it. So, oops, there's that, you know, there's that phenomenon. So we, we, we talk about stuff. It's awesome. It's absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I had fun. And, and I hopefully, you know, like I said before, you know, you all are welcome to come out to my room and, you know, and sit and, um, enjoy, you know, and critique and, you know, uh, uh, join in, you know, what have you. So. And learn a lot about African-American and, history. Yes, and learn a lot about yeah. that. Yes, it Sounds like a lot definitely. of great things are going on in, in yes. your class. And and uh, I know that I will definitely be making a trip yeah. out to visit. <laughs> I, I'm very intrigued, and I, and I love to hear just from what little bit we've got to hear from you today. Like, there's some amazing things happening. And, yes. And, and there's, you're obviously very passionate about it, too, which is... I am. It's just great to hear. Yeah. It, it, I'm having fun, and as I said before, I, this is something I've been waiting for for a long time, and so hopefully it will come into fruition in more ways than one. So thank you, gentlemen. Oh, absolutely. Thank We're you. excited for you and, and looking forward to seeing where it goes. It's going to be I am be too. Good. I am too. We'll have to have part two or wrap up <laughs> at the end of the semester. <laughs> okay. And thank those of you for listening today. As long as we keep talking to each other, we'll make it together through this thing called life. Sincerely, South. The Sincerely South podcast series is brought to you by the University of South Alabama College of Education and Professional Studies. Follow the college Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages at USACEPS for the latest news. The podcast episodes are engineered and directed by Dr. Joe Gaston. Our executive producer is Dr. Trace DeFurek. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only and are not necessarily acting as representatives for the university or for their places of employment. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.